Episode 71, the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of scripture, prayer and reflection. Sing a new song to the Lord, sing to the Lord all the earth. In his presence are majesty and splendor, strength and honor in his holy place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. As we gather together on this third Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year B, brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you came to reconcile us to the Father and to one another. Lord, have mercy. You heal the wounds of our sin and division. Christ have mercy. You intercede for us with the Father. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 5 and 10. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. 
So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they had turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The Word of the Lord Lord, make me know your ways. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. According to your steadfast love, remember me, for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right, and teaches the humble his way. Lord, make me know your ways. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 7, verse 29 to 31. Brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. The Word of the Lord The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. After John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. 
As Jesus went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord Our first reading this weekend is from the wonderful book of Jonah. This is a delightful and very short book of the Bible, and it's well worth reading in its entirety. We only get a taste of the main result in today's text. Prior to this, God had told Jonah to preach repentance to the people of the great city of Nineveh. But Jonah hated the people there and does not want to go and preach repentance because they are his enemies and he's worried that they just might turn and repent and be saved and that would be not good according to Jonah. Jonah seems happy to have everything just the way it always was with Jonah and his people in the good books with God and his enemies, the Ninevites, in the bad books with God and eventually they would be turned into pillars of salt. If his enemies were to change and become brothers and sisters of Jonah that would require a whole new way of thinking, relating and acting and it was too much for Jonah. So what does he do? He runs away in the opposite direction to what God wants him to go. But we all know that you cannot run away from God. God pursued Jonah and continued to call on him to deliver the message of love and invitation and repentance that he had asked him to do. Jonah does not have a vested interest in the people of that city, but God does. God created the Ninevites as much as God created Jonah. God loves them and cares for them and wants them to turn away from their sin and be saved. God has no intention of giving up on the work of his hands just because some segments of his creation have classed others as worthless. If we were perfectly content to let all things stay exactly the way they are now, and if, like Jonah, we do not want to see change or surprise, and people were to want their enemies and rivals to always stay the way they are, because at least we know what category to put them into, well, we're in for a lot of frustration, upheaval and stress, because God does not operate that way. The slow but sure and emerging kingdom of God means change and transformation. That's painful and challenging, and at times it's quite unsettling, because it means God is reordering our values and changing our relationships. It means inviting in those who were once outside, and sometimes finding those outside who used to be on the in crowd. God has a way of turning things on their head. I can just picture the half-hearted, soft calling out of Jonah as he preaches, Repent! Repent now! Or in forty days Nineveh will be destroyed! With not much effort, because he really wasn't invested in it. But he finds, to his shock, that the people say, Oh, okay. We heard what you said. We repent. We'll change immediately. Thank you for warning us. We will heed it. Quickly, everyone, proclaim fasting and penance. 
Jonah was appalled and horrified. They've changed. They will be saved. And now they're supposed to be his friends, not his enemies. And he doesn't want this. So Jonah goes off sulking and is mortally offended and angry with God. But isn't God right to care about his own people? Today's readings are all very striking. Each of them shows a response which is immediate, and that is wonderful. Jonah preaches, and the Ninevites immediately repent and change. Paul calls upon everyone to live in the immediate moment, for the day of the Lord is imminent. And our Lord calls his disciples in the gospel, and they leave immediately and follow him. What a powerful image. Jesus is calling his disciples, and they drop everything and follow him. I think of a poor comparison such as those ridiculous TV advertisements where people drop everything they're doing, even really important things, and rush out the door for us to find out that they simply dropped everything to go and attend a door-busting sale at the local shopping centre or get that must-have hamburger. But with Jesus, what he has to offer is worth following him for. Jesus' call is offering a whole new worldview, a new vision, a new set of relationships. The values of the gospel are revealed in their fullness through Christ. If the disciples paused as they were being called and thought about what they were doing, they could easily have dreamt up heaps of reasons why they shouldn't go. Their business, the risks the insecurity, and so many more reasons. But they did not let those things get in the way. Thank goodness. They responded with trust and hope to the call. But this is not encouraging recklessness, of course. We know that Jesus called his disciples after a lot of prayer and discernment. And he called disciples whom he had observed were already living in a way that showed their longing for the values of the kingdom to be established in its fullness. It's also very likely that the disciples had met Jesus prior to this moment and heard his message or spoken to him. Or at the very least, in that small, close-knit community like theirs, they would have heard of his message. And then... Along comes the man himself, Jesus. The time has come. Come, follow me. And they do so immediately. The disciples would have gone with their parents' blessing too, I think. The cost of replacing them with hired labourers was a calculated risk because they believed that Jesus had come to break the injustices of the system and the life at that time where among many things they were also being taxed by the Romans beyond what was at all reasonable. In our lives, Jesus calls each one of us to follow him. And Christ does that in so many big and small ways in the daily events and people of our life. And in our words, our actions, our priorities and our responses, may we too respond immediately and with trust. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. 
On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We are reminded in the scriptures that our time is limited and that the kingdom of God is close at hand. We now ask the Lord to show compassion to all the needy in our world. For the church, that it may become more and more the sign of God's kingdom in our midst. Lord, hear us. For the nations of our world, that they may work for unity and peace. Lord, hear us. For the disadvantaged, the homeless and the abused, that the gospel message of repentance and justice may touch the hearts of their oppressors and give their victims justice. Lord, hear us. For ourselves, that God will strengthen us to make known Jesus' message enthusiastically. Lord, hear us. For those who are in ill health, and those who care for them, family, friends and health professionals, may the Lord strengthen them, and give to those who are ill healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the dead, that they may enter the eternal kingdom promised by Christ, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Lord God, we have heard your call of repentance to people of every time and place. We ask you to convert our hearts to the way of your love. We make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that receiving the grace by which you bring us to new life, we may always glory in your gift. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. The texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989, by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. Adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms, copyright 2009, by the same. Faith, Hope and Love theme, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 4-13, and set to original music, copyright 1996 and 2016, by Paul W. Kelly. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. May God bless and keep you.